Welcome back, everybody, to another edition here of Inside the Winner's Circle on the Win Life Podcast with Awilda Rivera. I'm super, super excited today because I have Amaya Sun on, author of the amazing poetry book, Things Unsaid, that is already a number one new release in the African poetry genre on Amazon, daughter of Harlem, Harlem-based and bred born in Addis Ababa, descendant of like the original people, the Eritrean, <laughs> working in new development for over 10 years, helping the youth find their voice, mom, daughter, friend, <sighs> now public author. I'm so excited to have you on, Amaya. Thank you for being here. Wow. Thank you for that, Awilda. Amazing <laughs> introduction. <laughs> Well, I believe everything I said. (laughs) I'm really, really happy to be on here with you, especially being an old friend from Wesleyan. This is super exciting. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited to have you on and to share your message here with our listeners. So, Amaya, the first thing I ask everybody is, how did you decide, right, that you wanted to, to do what you're doing? How did you decide, I want to dedicate my life to Number one, being in the art space, because there's a lot of stigma around that, right? Especially as people of color and and being told we need to be doctors and lawyers and all that, right? So being in the nonprofit space right? and now publishing your own book. Tell us a little bit about what brought you to this moment. Well, I I believe that, you know, I, I've always been someone who has um, been about following my heart, even though, you know, it's it can be, like you said, really difficult and that especially being, uh, you know, a child of immigrants and we are, we're coming from a country that's been worn torn and so, so much has been sacrificed for us to be here in this country. So it's very much like education, get a job. And so, you know, in my heart, I knew that, you know, going the route of being like an engineer or a doctor, like a lot of my family members wasn't really my route and that I was an artist. Um, so it's like, you know, I, I was writing poetry since I was 10 years old. And that's when I felt the most authentic. And that's what felt most natural to me. Um, so, so really, like even just publishing this book was was nothing that was really like planned it kind of just happened um so writing has always been an outlet for me when I've been going through different things in life whether it be mental health issues or just challenges and struggles and so at the time I was going through a breakup with someone who was not the healthiest for me and um, Mm -hmm. I found my release through writing and so before I knew it I had a bunch of poems and then I said to myself well why not you know why not just write a book it just I I can't really describe the feeling it just kind of came over me and then from that moment on it was just it was this deep sort of conviction that like I couldn't stop until it was done and you know so two two years later we you know I I have my my first book published uh so yeah Mm. it was was very organic I I would say everything in my life has really happened organically because I've chosen to not adhere to others but adhere to my inner voice and follow my heart Yes, uh, already so many gems that I hope people are really (laughs) keying into. I want to talk a little bit more about that idea of listening to your heart, right? Because something that I try to to really draw a thread through 
um, that I believe is a commonality with all the guests on the show is that at one point they kind of said, listen, I know this is what everyone else wants me to do or what everyone thinks I should do or what everyone else is telling me to do, but I know what my heart is telling me. And I want to talk, you know, a little bit and get your, your sense of what was that like, you know, having to sort of stick by your heart during that process Mm -hmm. and, and potentially did you meet any challenges where people like, why are you doing that? Why are you working with youth? Like, why do you want a poetry book? Like why? Or was it just like, okay, you know, Amaya, this is, this is how you roll. So we're just going to support it. Right. Um, You know, there are always going to be challenges for those who decide to take this route. Um, I would say what, what gets you through it is that you enjoy what you're doing. So me, you know, working with young people and being able to create havens and safe spaces for them to explore their creativity and like discover who they are as artists and like use their voice in a world where their voice really, you know, is not legitimized for me is like my passion, you know, uh, being able to share my work and my poetry with folks and, and being able to, to produce work, works of art is my passion. But even in that, like I said, there comes challenges. And so I think really what what is the most important is like faith and like believing in yourself, you know, and knowing that not everyone is going to understand your vision and they're not supposed to, right? So Mm, mm, mm -hmm. it's not it's not for them to understand because the universe or God or whatever it is that you believe in gave it to you. Like they didn't give it to them. So it's important that you, you have faith and you hold on to that. And um, that's really what gets you through. It's, it's consistency, it's faith, it's belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I, there's a couple things that I don't want to be lost, which is number one, you know, my is not saying like, Oh, I had this paper. I needed to write a book. So I just left my job. Mm. And, and dedicated myself to writing this book because a lot of people feel like oh well if I have a creative urge if I want to be you know if I want to be entrepreneurial in any way that means I can't have also a job so mm. I love that you're you're like yo I I'm passionate about both of these things and I'm still doing them yeah and so I yeah, want people yeah. to really hear that you know the other thing was the faith and the belief because if if they've been listening you know, to any of the other shows, they've heard this also this theme where it's like, not everyone's going to get your vision, right? Not Everyone's going to understand why it is you want to write a poetry book or why you want to dedicate your life to these more noble pursuits in your opinion, you know? Mm. And what I love that you said, it's not everyone is going to understand your vision and it's not for them to understand. Right, right. Right. So that faith in yourself, that belief in yourself, that's what really, you know, keeps carrying anyone that's on this success journey because ultimately you know you're seeking the success that you were like yo this is what is success to me and that's what I'm gonna go after and that's what I'm passionate about and you're achieving it Mm. absolutely absolutely and you know it it really I ju- you just said so many things right now that my, my brain is just going off because I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I, I, and I, I think, too, one thing that's really important to note is that um, 
is, is I would say endurance, which is actually the name of one of the chapters in my book, right? Is that it's going to be a journey to get to where you want to go to, right? And it's not about necessarily the end result, but really it's about, it's about, it's about what happens to you on that journey or mm-hmm. the things that you encounter, right? So all the different trials and tribulations that you face or all the different, I'm thinking of all the different times in which I was like, you know what? I'm actually not going to write this book because right now life is crazy as hell. And this is too, it feels too hard for me. And you know what? I could, I'm just going to give up. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it's really about, it's really about consistency as well. And knowing that, you know, what is the, what is the saying? It's not for the, it's not for the fast or the quick. It's for those who, who can uh, endure. Right. And so mm-hmm. um, that's really important. It's like, to have that, that stamina, um, and to no matter what happens in your life, to just keep going, to just keep doing, to just keep showing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I love about what you just said is so real. It's like, yo, being dedicated and committed to getting your, what you really desire is going to take work. Number one, absolutely. Number two, it doesn't mean that you're never wanting to give up because, it is hard. Shit <laughs> like, is mad hard. <laughs> where you're like, oh my God, why did I choose to do this? Why exactly. Did I choose to do something else that might have been easier. And mm. the answer is always because your heart wasn't in it. So mm. whether whether you're like trying to be a doctor or you're trying to run your own business or you're trying to get that promotion, like at the end of the day, is your heart in it? Absolutely. And what I love about what Amaya is really sharing with you guys today, and it's so raw, is like, yo, your heart being in it doesn't mean that you're not a human. Absolutely. <laughs> and that you don't sometimes go through those, like, you know, those ambivalent moments where you're kind of, like, wavering and you don't really know, and so you're kind of just like, I'm going to just be right here. Right. Right? And it's what you choose to do with that, right? It's like she said, it's, it's the journey. It's about the things that happen to you. It's about... You know, the the journey gives you the colors to paint the canvas. It's about whether or not you choose to paint. You know, like, either you're going to use the journey to paint the canvas, or you're just going to be like, okay, that happened, and your journey's just going to be very blank. Exactly. You know, what do you want your life to look like at the end? And so, Amaya, so talk to me a little bit about, okay, you've done the book. You know, I know that the book is going to only give way to the birth of more creative <laughs> things from you because I know this is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, this is just the, the beginning of what you have to offer. So, you know, talk to us about what do you feel like is next? Like, what do you want to do with it? Where do you hope this can continue to lead you? Wow, that's that's a great question. Well, I, I've already the, you know, my imagination and my, my, you know, in my head, I already have a vision for the next book. So that's the stage that I'm at right now is just visualizing and um, channeling and beginning the process of, of writing the second book. And as, as far as like things unsaid, I'm really, really just excited to, travel and share share my poetry and engage with with folks around around this book um and yeah i i i really do see this as being sort of a gateway for me to share a different part of myself um and and to connect with people really is what is what i'm looking to do now 
Yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. You know, as a, as a woman of color, as a as a child of immigrants who came as an immigrant yourself, but then became a U.S. citizen, like really living the American dream and being a very conscious participant in, you know, in the society and in what we're doing, you know, working with the youth, being an activist, raising awareness and having a son of your own. Talk to me a little bit about how you see that as a part of your journey and, and what role that might have played and you choosing to go into art and using that as mm. your medium to connect. Yeah, that's 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 a great question. I, I I think that being and I would say many children of immigrants or or immigrants who came here very young can relate is that there's this sort of feeling that you belong but you don't belong, right? So this feeling of other. Um so when I go back to Ethiopia or Eritrea, I, they see me as American. So I, I don't fully, I don't fully fit in. Right. But also growing up here in America, when I entered my household, I grew up in a, a very Habesha household. So the, the culture was extremely different from the culture that I was used to when I left the home. So mm-hmm. there's always, there was always like this juxtaposition or um, yeah, feeling as if you never really belonged in any world per se which actually worked to my advantage as an artist and actually was what kind of propelled me to to create my own world of of art and whether it be painting or writing um or or even reading books you know that really helped me to kind of um feel feel at home and i and i i feel that sense of home when i'm in my solitude and and when i'm on my own and also i i think you you touched on being really active in the in the society and working with young people um so that for me i've always felt uh that my connection with the youth has to do with the fact that i did grow up not not with my father i grew up with a single mom who was working really hard and so there wasn't really much attention given to me growing up and so I look at the young people and I and I see them and I see I see young people who want to be seen who want to be validated who want to enter a space and be able to be themselves fully and I think that I'm able to do the work that I do and I feel compelled to do the work that I do because I see myself myself in them Mm, mm. That is so powerful. And you know what? A lot of what you said really is about being in your most authentic self and really about being compassionate. Yes. It's like not to oversimplify it, but it's like if people are listening, they're like, well, how do I apply that to my life? Like I'm trying to be, climb this corporate ladder. It's like, yo, ultimately find the way that your compassion can make you stronger mm-hmm. so that you can resonate with the people you need to resonate with. And even in, you know, again, kind of to take that corporate example, even in that environment where it can be very cutthroat, there's always a place. There's always a, a, a little crack in the wall where you can slide in through compassionate resonance that will ingratiate you in a way that, you know, just the, the, 
just outright competitiveness without that won't. Mm. So mm. to take, you know, what Amaya is saying and apply it, you know, broadly, just realize that compassion can also be a tool and it can also be powerful. I mean, the fact that she has chosen to let what other people may have allowed to be like, oh man, like this really sucked and uh, you know, but instead it was like, yo, how can I use this to empower people? And that that's something she's passionate about is, you know, noble is, is a uh, understatement. So, (laughs) you know, I I stand really in awe and especially again, as, as a woman of color, as Absolutely. a mom, as as a person that has this had this experience of other, um, the fact that you're using that to empower people is is really powerful. So, you know, the last thing or the last couple of things I want to ask you are around, you know, if if somebody is listening and is just hella inspired right now, um, <laughs> and is like, yo, I love what she's saying. I I want to, you know, like. I'm, I'm really inspired by her. And they're like, yo, if I wanted to win life, if I wanted to really be in my heart and, and be following my passions the same way that you are, what can I do? Like, what is mm. a piece of advice that you would give them? I think the first thing is to know thyself, right? What is it that you love? Like, what... What is it that, that, you know, you're, if you were to engage in this thing or be involved in this thing or start this thing that you, you don't even think about a paycheck, right? You are just completely, you feel like you are somewhere else when you're doing that. I think it's important to follow that and continue with that. And whatever it is that you want to do to perfect your craft and to study. So for me, for example, um, you know, books have always been my thing. So, so reading different poets and different artists and um, performing my work and, and writing and editing and writing and editing and, sh- and, you know, getting feedback from other writers and just really making sure that I'm always expanding and growing in what I'm doing. So there's never a point where I say, oh, I've made it. I'm like the perfect writer. Um, you know, I'm always a student and I'm always learning. So that's, that's important is to have that humility and, and also to make sure that you build a solid positive community of mm-hmm. of people who are really for you your tribe right? right your tribe your tribe and you know what's what's crazy is like when you are really pursuing what you love the universe this is like my favorite book the alchemist and I, it says the universe conspires right to mm-hmm. i i believe I, I have it wrong but it's like the universe conspires to you know make whatever it is that you want happen so those people come right mm-hmm you can't necessarily do every single thing, but but there there might be someone who will be like, for example, uh, your publicist, they'll show up, right? Or someone who like has connects to different venues that you can perform at, or someone who might know, uh, you know, someone who can help you format your book or a graphic artist, like these people just come. So I think in the beginning, it might feel daunting for people because it's like, oh, my God, it seems like such a huge task to do this. And I'm by myself. But again, if you have faith and like you really believe and you're actually doing what you love, like I guarantee you things will show up. Circumstances will happen. You know, people people will make themselves available to you because that's just 
nature. Like that's how the universe works. Mm-hmm. Um, people so even just... crawl out of the woodwork like me. Exactly. Like, I want to have you on my podcast. Yes, my homegirl Wilda just calls me out of nowhere after how many years, right? So exactly. But but this is this is you know it's really science, really at the end of the day, because this is how if you look at everything, everything has an order. Everything has nature. It's a nature doesn't. If you're not moving or you're not doing anything then kind of like nature overlooks you. So you have to do, you have to move, you Mm -hmm. have to love is such a powerful force. That's why I say like, find what it is that you love. And sometimes it may take some time and it may take a lot of trial and error, but when you have it, when you find it, there's nothing that can stop you. Mm. Like I wish that this was on video but then not because, you know. But I was just nodding my head the entire time. And if you guys out there listening weren't, didn't really hear what she said, I really need you to rewind and just listen to that. You know, do what you love. I know it sounds cliche, but it's really so simple. And the the challenge is sticking with yourself long enough to figure out what that is. You right. Know, often we're willing to give up on ourselves. Mm. Why? Mm. We are our own greatest resource. We have to live with ourselves until the time when we move on to wherever we're moving on to. Yes. So why not stick with yourself long enough to figure out what that is? And listen, like Amai said, it's not like, oh, I, she knew she loved to write when she was 10. But it still took her some time yes, to realize, to mm-hmm. you know, like, yo, this is my calling. This is the way that I can deliver my message. And my message is worthy and powerful. And now we have the benefit, the rest of us, of things unsaid. But it still took her time. So if you're listening and you're like, man, you know, I you know, I don't know. I'm still a teacher. Or I'm still this. Or I'm still that. And I, I'm just dabbling in my side hustle. Like. Don't let that be a deterrent. You know, don't let that be a deterrent. You're, you could still flourish. You can still be passionate about it. You can still dedicate to it if you love it, right? And it can grow. You just have to stick with yourself. So one last question, Amai, because you're just, you're so good. Um, <laughs> one last question. Um, and I don't ask this of everyone, but I feel like you'll have some real wisdom to drop. Talk a little bit about confidence, Oh, you know, as, as, you know, on this mm. success journey, right? At When you were deciding each step of the way, because you've already spoken to like, you have to stick with it. You have to have endurance. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have faith. But talk a little bit about confidence and what wow. the experience of that has been on this journey um, to win. Because like, I, I, you know, Amaya and I were speaking prior to the interview starting off the record. And I was saying to her that, you know, people see this beautiful, amazing, talented person, right? And they may not know the journey. Mm. So speak a little bit about how the confidence might have been on the journey. Like, was it just a straight line? Like, Mm. you know, boom, just, you know, up? Or was it a zigzag? Like, what was that experience like? Well, what that's, that's like, such an interesting question because I was having a conversation with someone about this yesterday. Uh, but you know, well, well, so 
my family, right, is East African. So there is, there is sort of, if you know a lot of Habesha people, there's this sort of like natural pride that we have, right? Uh, because of our history and because of our culture. And, and, you know, we have such a really strong lineage. So I kind of like was born into that, right? But I was also born into a society that reminded me that I was less than because I'm a black woman. So, mm. so I always say it's a blessing. It's, it's a, it's a blessing to, to know your history, to know where you come from, to know your culture, because it helps you to maneuver through the trappings of racism. Right. Um, but also another element of it too, is, is my upbringing where as a young child, or I would say as a teen, I really didn't have much confidence at all. I dealt with a lot of self-esteem issues. Right. And so it really, like you said, took a lot of internal work on my part because I made a choice to always, to always improve who I am and to be better. And so a lot of that lack of self-confidence, um, you know, manifested itself in different ways, like and, and some of those things still come up, right? I'm, I, it's not, it never fully goes away. But I think confidence comes when you, like I said, you make an active choice to put yourself out there, right? And to say that although I'm feeling this and, it, and, and I know that to the world I may look this way, but internally I feel another way, I, I believe what this person sees in me. So I'm gonna take this step. So like, like for example, writing this book, the whole time I, I was like barely hanging on a, on a thread. Like I was just like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, I'm writing a book, I guess. But I did it. And once I published it, the gift was obviously the book, but also uh, my sense of self, right? And what I gained internally as a result, and that I did gain a sense of confidence that I never had before. So I can also apply that to like the work that I do with young people. A lot of them come in and they have no experience with theater or, or writing poetry, or maybe they do, but they do it quietly in their room. And so what I challenge them to do is through collaboration and working together to put together a, a production or a performance. And it's about that process. And you, what you, what you see is that you see them slowly coming out of their shell and, and with the right coaching and with the right support, they do things that they never thought that they could do. And then here comes a, a, a live performance in front of faculty and parents. And you can literally see that they are changed as a result. You see it on their face. Right. And, and I think that that's, that's really key is just, putting yourself out there and, and honoring and cherishing those people that God puts in your life who say, Hey, I see this in you. I know mm. you may not believe it, but I'm telling you, I see this in you. And so if you, if you can hang on to those people that show up in your life and follow through with the things that are in your heart, you grow as a woman, as a man, and um, you, you become, you become what you do. Mm. What I love for that, you know, is that, you know, what she said was the confidence isn't always there. It comes by doing the things on the path, on the journey, right? So a lot of people are like, oh, man, she was probably so confident forever. Like, blah, blah, blah. Look, she wrote this book. She did this. And it's like, she's being so honest with you guys. Like, the confidence comes. Like, you have to allow yourself to be reassured and inspired by simply your willingness to keep on going. 
you mm. know, and, and I love that to be kind of the message we leave you with. Um, and while I could keep a mind on for another 30 minutes, <laughs> I know she's a busy lady, so I'm going to I'm going to wrap here. But I, I really want to encourage you guys to go out, pick up things unsaid, let it, you know, let it work on you. Let it resonate with you. Let let yourself take it in. And Amaya, if people want to contact you, if they want to connect with you, if they want to invite you to do a book signing or or have you come and do a reading, where can they reach you? How can they connect with you? Yes. So my social media um, handle is at Amaya Sun. So it's A-M-A-Y-A-S-U-N-N. Um, and so I'm on Instagram and Twitter. You can also shoot me an email, amayasun at gmail.com. And yeah, I am, I am always down to connect with folks and engage. So hit me awesome. up, follow me. And yes, yeah. follow her. She's someone <laughs> worth following. She's going to uplift your spirit 1,000%. So <laughs> thank you, Amaya, for being on. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, you guys get out there and win life.